0: to mark the birth of Jesus. We light individual candles to symbolize the Christ light spreading over the world through us. Quietly, humbly, God entered the world. His coming was observed only by his parents and shepherds who heard the angel's song. Yet tonight his birth is celebrated all over the world. May the light of Christ continue to grow until darkness is driven out from every corner of the world and from the corners of our hearts. Let these candles remind us to carry the light of Christ with us into the coming year.
1: declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. We will now sing, O Come All Ye Faithful.
2: belonged to David's house and family line. He went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child A son wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest bedroom.
3: joyful news for all people the savior is born today in david's city he is christ the lord this is a sign for you you will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger suddenly there was a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising god and they said glory to god in heaven and on earth peace among those who he favors. Would you join us in singing the first Noel?
1: The shepherds said to each other let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what happened let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us they went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger when they saw this they reported what they had been told about this child everyone who heard it was amazed and that and what the shepherds told them Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told.
2: Christmas Eve sermon titles, Don't Hold Back, right? Okay, don't laugh all at once. (laughs) So, um, last fall um, in 2015, I had the opportunity to go on a grant funded trip uh, to Scotland and to London. Uh, One of the um, lectures that we got to hear uh, was from um, uh, Dr. Sam Wells. Uh, He was uh, the uh, preacher at the Chapel of Duke um, after I left. Um, and then um, after that, he went to London um, to be the rector of um, St. Martin in the Fields, uh, which sits on Trafalgar Square, which is a pretty historic place in London. Um, steps from Parliament and um, a place where, uh, bordered by museums, uh, you might have uh, remembered the, the lion statue that's right there on Trafalgar Square. Um, It's become quite the social justice um, uh, cathedral, if you will. Uh, So I had the opportunity to listen to uh, Sam for uh, a couple of days, um, and I found it really interesting. I bought his book, uh, and if you uh, happen to buy his book as well, you might find that some of this sermon could be familiar. So I want to describe three scenes to you, and I want you to do some of that um, word sleuthing to figure out what's in common among these three scenes. Now, I have to be honest, I have not been spying on any of you. I have no idea whether these three scenes actually match up with something that's happened to you or will happen to you uh, today. The first scene is easy. Imagine you are shopping for the gift for that family member. Now you can fill in that family member, but it probably needs to be somebody pretty close to you. No cousins, no distant aunts or uncles. Oh, how about for mom or for dad? And you work really hard from from right after Thanksgiving and you did really good with the open-ended questions around the Thanksgiving table to try and figure out just what dad might like to have for Christmas. And you shopped often and regularly. This was not waiting till the last minute. You know, the commercial um, that played the 80s song that makes me look every time, but it ends up being Walmart saying that you can drop ship it in, right? I mean, this was like real shopping. But you can't find that one thing I mean, that thing that would summarize the whole relationship, all the things that you hadn't done, that you wished you'd done, that you thought you'd said, but you hadn't, you just couldn't find it. So instead, you blow the budget line item for dad by buying him something really wonderfully expensive, knowing that he doesn't like it, and wrapping it up and hoping beyond hope that when he opens it on Christmas morning that you'll get that smile. And as you watch across the room, on Christmas morning. He opens up the gift and the smile wasn't there. You kinda know, once again, you missed it. The second scene. The second scene is making a perfect meal for friends. I know none of you are HGTV mainlining over the last week, but imagine Let's say you've bought your first house and you wanna have a meal at Christmas time, you invite all of your friends, you spend all of December coordinating through emails, making sure that they had a place to stay, either in the guest bedroom or in a hotel nearby, and you invite all the important friends in your life to come together for Christmas Eve, and you have shopped, you have gone to the fancy organic section, you even tried out Aldi. I mean, you did all the things you could to make sure this is the perfect meal for your friends because you want to tell them how important they are to you and you start cooking the day before they come and the day they show up your, your spouse is working the whole, you know, entertainment thing and you have decided that the kitchen is your empire (laughs) and you are making gravy. And you are, you don't even know who Parker is, but you're Parker House in the Rolls, and you're doing all the things to make a, a wonderful meal. And, and and people come in to talk to you. But you know, you are on a schedule. And the schedule will not budge. Some of you are laughing laughing, you're you're only revealing that this is probably yours. Right? <laughs> Even at the dinner table, even once everybody sits around, the prayer is said, and people are, are like, maybe this will be the light moment. You're still worried about, you know, the gravy and, and reheating the carrots, because that's important. And when people leave, you, you, you say, hey, we'll get together soon. You say, we'll sit and, and talk and share next time. And as they pull out of your driveway, you collapse into the couch, thinking, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I had a clicker. Gotta remember the clicker. I had a really good, that was a good picture, wasn't it? So this is this one, okay, so, so the, the third one, I'll get this one right this time. The third scene is fixing the life for those who suffer so you have shopped for your whole family. It is gonna be a banner Christmas. High cotton means a wonderful Christmas time. You have done all of the shopping early and done. And then you come and listen to the preacher's sermon on that last Sunday before Christmas. And the preacher talks about the poor and those who are imprisoned and and talks about how important it is for us to share the love of Christ with others. And you immediately, that afternoon, go and turn everyone's presents back into the store. (laughs) Either that or you re-gift them and take them to the prison because people in prison need to have iTunes cards as well. (laughs) you liquidate all of it and you buy a cow for somebody in Africa who needs it. But even when you're done and you sit back after Christmas is over, it just didn't connect yet. And you're wondering what the holiday is for. I wonder for you, what's common in these three scenes? I would say what's common in these three scenes is that all three of them have to do with our great desire to do for others. Can you agree with there? To do for others. Now, 4 isn't a bad thing. I mean, we bake for people. We shop for people. We provide hospitality for people. For ain't a bad thing. Four is probably the result of a number of wrapped items that are under the tree waiting for you to open them tomorrow. Let's not be too harsh on four. But gestures of four, they matter because they help us make relationships better. Hopefully they make the world better and they help us be better people. In fact, if we were very uh, um, artistic, if I could sing worth anything, the songs of people who love four are like Art Garfunkel's, like a bridge over troubled waters. I will lay me down for you to walk over me. Or, I'm sorry, I'm an 80s kid. (laughs) If we're feeling romantic, everything I do, I do it for you. In some ways, Christmas is about four. Cooking four, buying four. But it's a lot of hard work. Do you ever feel like at some point on the day after Christmas or or the couple of days after and the family leaves and you go, wow, I'm really glad that's over. Let the holiday begin. (laughs)
4: Let's
2: be honest, four has got a lot of work to it. In my mind, I imagine the transitions being so much smoother. Um, But is four ever enough? Can, Can we really, in one gift to that one relative, really solve all the problems and miscommunications of a lifetime? Is it possible in one meal to really communicate to those people who have been our community and our tribe, those who have been with us in difficult times and hard times, to really communicate explicitly what they mean to us? Is it possible only at Christmas time to help those who are poor, who are discomforted, those who are grieving only at Christmas as if that's the only time anyone actually feels poor or hungry? Is for enough? I would say that for doesn't have enough. It's a fine word, but it doesn't dismantle our resentment. It doesn't overcome our misunderstandings. It doesn't deal with our alienations.
0: Most of all,
2: for isn't the way that God celebrates Christmas, right? If we take a moment and look at uh, scripture, uh, John chapter one, the word became flesh and blood. And I like this, this is from the message, it's a paraphrase. And moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind, glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. If you look closer at the language, the word became flesh and blood. I mean, we call Jesus Emmanuel, which means... God with us. Thank you. Y'all are are in. This is good, right? When we talk about this will be a sign for you. You'll find the virgin with baby. Uh, If we want to get even more particular about the word with, even from the beginning, when we read about Genesis chapter one, where God creates, It says that the Spirit hovered over the waters and that uh, God the Creator spoke the word of creation. Uh, Us uh, good Protestant Methodists, we believe that's the Trinity right there. That even God wasn't alone as he created. That with is important. That when God formed Adam out of the clay, that it became really apparent. That Adam needed somebody to be with him. So he created Eve. That when we continue to look even into um, the, the story of Moses and the Israelites, God showed up as a pillar of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night as they wandered for 40 days, or sorry, 40 years in the desert. God was with them. That the covenants that God makes with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, that the covenant that he makes with David, that all of this work is to be with them. Even Jesus's words. Jesus's words right before the ascension. Lo, I will be with you always. Revelation 21. I, um, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the throne, the holy throne of God, coming down to be among God's people, where he will wipe away their tears, that he will be with them. I have to be honest, I'm not against fruitcake not against good meals, not against gifts, but if all that we do is for, we miss out on the opportunity to be with. And let's be honest here, being with God's whole life, whole action and purposes are shaped to be with us. And so we would get the idea that um, we should be with others Right, instead of making the meal, order pizza and sit down in the den with the family at Christmas time. I know it doesn't sound right, right? <laughs> but in a lot of ways, with is harder than for. Because to be with someone means to be, be close to them, to know their mistakes and their uh, failures, to to be close to them means you have to own your own mistakes and failures. That to be with your friends means to not how to um, uh, create something perfect for them to bask in, but to love the fact that in their imperfectness and your imperfectness, grace and beauty are found. I mean, let, let's be honest, I, I don't write any sermons for any of y'all because I don't know if you'll show up. I write sermons for myself. With is hard you talk talking about with and helping those who are poor and hungry and discomforted. To be with them. I've I, I spent a, a couple of times going uh, to the Clemens unit. <sighs> be with a prisoner. It's so much easier to be for them. I'm for you way out here. As opposed to having to be with. When we think about the power of the good news, the power of the good news of Christmas is not that God settled on four, right? Sometimes we create Christmas experiences thinking that surely God's going to show up and make things perfect, like we're a friend of God and here's the meal, or that God's gonna have something fall out of the sky, a perfect gift that makes all things right between God and us, but, but the lottery ticket doesn't ever come that those four things sound like a good idea, but at the end of the day, we really don't want someone who phones it in by way of Amazon drone. What we really want is a God who shows up and stays with. That the gospel message is the beauty of with. And let's be honest, there are things that God has done for us, I know some of you have already got your Bibles out. You're about to point it to me as we walk out the door after you blow out your candle. God did for it. That's right. But the things that God did for us lie in the fact that they were based on God being with us. And I'll take a God that's with me more often than a vending machine that can shower good things because I said right words. The power of with. So how do you celebrate this good news? By being with. It's gonna really tick some people off. Oh, no laughter, wow. (laughs) Apparently it's gonna tick y'all off. (laughs) You see, sometimes being with means not waiting for Christmas for the Superman gift, not waiting for Christmas to show your affection, not waiting for Christmas to right the wrongs of society but recognizing that God meets us where we are every morning. The the, the beauty of the incarnation is that God didn't wait for us to figure out perfection, but instead showed up. I uh, I love um, Frederick Buechner. He talks about the Annunciation and about uh, Mary hearing these words from the angel. And for a moment, she thinks it was a dream. Maybe I didn't hear correctly until the baby started to come. And to imagine, after birthing Jesus in a barn, she holds the baby and realizes that all of eternity, the one who created all that we see and feel and know, is wrapped in her flesh, being held in her arms. Philippians talks about um, Jesus forsaking all, coming down from the throne and becoming humble, becoming with. With is harder, with is messier. With is not always more expensive, but don't do it because of the budget. With, it takes a whole different step to be with. God chose to be with us. Even though we had done him wrong. I mean, that great, beautiful baby wrapped in Mary's flesh. We say, oh no, we want Barabbas. Put him on the cross. But even though it cost God the cross, God has been committed to us in the most important word ever. The word with. Whether you begin at Genesis and end with Revelation, it's not a story of for. It's a story of with. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
3: Repent of their sin who seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you. Amen. As a forgiven people, as we prepare to come and share the meal, we recognize the many gifts that God has given for us, as well as with, and we take an offering as a moment to give back a portion of that, to see that the work of Christ continues in the world. Now, it's the practice of Chapelwood that when we take an offering on this night, it is not for us but for those who might need it most um, we are going to contribute 100 percent of our christmas eve offering to two organizations zoe which is a ministry that we have partnered with over the last three years to support a group of orphans in africa as they find empowerment and a better life and the society of saint stephen which helps to meet the needs of rent and utilities and prescriptions for those here in the Brazosport. port area. I invite our ushers to come forward as we center our hearts with a time of offering.
2: Friends, the Lord be with you. And also with you lift up your hearts
4: we lift up
2: let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is, right our grace. it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you father Almighty creator of heaven and earth you created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth you formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to be our savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable Jesus was born, so by the baptism of his suffering, death and resurrection, You gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. As your word became flesh born of woman on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he gave thanks to you, he broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, take eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. and we feast at his his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I want to invite those who are going to be assisting in serving uh, communion this uh, evening to come forward now. um, As they're coming, uh, we'll be, uh, we, we have an open table in the Methodist church. So if you feel called to commune uh, this evening, you are welcome at the table. Uh, we believe that this is uh, Jesus's ultimate act of being with us. Um, uh, to take communion we'll, we'll be doing by intention. So you'll come forward with cupped hands, a piece of bread will be placed into your uh, hands. If you'll then dip uh, that into the cup Uh, You're welcome to uh, kneel at the altar rail for a time of prayer, uh, but you're also um, then be uh, directed back uh, to your seats. Uh, We'll serve the servers and the ushers will come forward and serve you. There are uh, gluten-free and dairy-free crackers that the ushers have moved into the center of the aisle. If you require those, just pick one up and we'll bless uh, you as you come forward. There'll be three uh, stations. Um, If you'll uh, go by the direction of the uh, ushers, that'll help us keep uh, traffic collisions to a minimum. Um, Friends, the table is set. The feast is here. Come be with the Lord. Continue uh, our act of worship tonight on Christmas Eve. The um, use of the candles uh, is something that is appropriately within worship. You see, we refer often uh, to Jesus as the light of the world. And so lighting candles doesn't just make for a wonderful photo op uh, against the backdrop of silent night prior to singing joy to the world. But it's a great example of our willingness to be with. And so, hopefully you got a candle from the ushers. If you didn't, you know, raise a sign and we'll get you one. If you are with folk who are younger, who may need some help with their candles, I trust you. A great way um, to pass the light is if a great way to pass the light is uh, the candle that's not already have a flame leans in to the candle that does have a flame, thereby limiting the pain of wax. So, as we spread the light of Christ and join together in silent night, I want to prepare you. The lights will be dimmed in a little bit. Enjoy the moment uh, as we share the light of Christ. <laughs> Finding their way. Oh good. Hoping that you can, you know, I'm about to give the dismissal with blessing. Would hate for the dismissal to result in can't find our way out. (laughs) Friends in a season that trumpets the value of four. May you have the courage to be with, to be with yourself, to be with your creator, to be with those who are uncomfortable. That may you go out into the world claiming the things that God has done for you because he wants to be with you. Go in peace. Merry Christmas i